Welcome to the Elevate Your Life podcast with Evelyn Kelly. I'm your host, Evie, life and confidence coach, and I'm here to support you to create unstoppable self-belief and confidence, own your self-worth, and to elevate all areas of your life. Join me for soulful yet straight-talking chats with epic humans, juicy DNMs with me, and loads of inspiration so that you can be the best vision of yourself and live a life you truly love and deserve. Are you with me? Here we go. Hello and welcome back to the Elevate Your Life podcast. I'm your host Evie and it's so good to be here with you today. I am joined by a really special human, Leslie Burrell. Leslie joins us on the podcast today to talk a bit about her journey as a professional dancer and now into her yoga and Pilates journey where she teaches classes all over the Gold Coast in Australia. Leslie is just a divine human. She's just so gorgeous. We met uh, about three or four years ago when we were traveling around Europe and we were doing a Sail Croatia experience and we went on this little yacht and we were just like best buddies ever since. And I just feel like Leslie has so much wisdom to share from her journey dancing all around the world on these renowned stages, including the Moulin Rouge. She is just Oh, her wisdom is just amazing. She is such an amazing performer, but I really wanted to get an inside inside scoop on what it's really like. What are the mindset challenges? How do you build the confidence of belief to go after those things? How do you dance on these amazing stages being from the Gold Coast in Australia to dancing at Moulin Rouge? Like it's incredible her journey and what she's achieved and experienced in this lifetime. And then we talk a bit more about her journey through yoga and Pilates, how it was her escape, how it was her savior in many ways and how she now then teaches and gifts that to other people all over the Gold Coast in her classes. There's so much juiciness, so many little nuggets of wisdom. It's a really conversational style podcast episode where it feels like Leslie and I are just sitting in the lounge room together. We've got the microphone and we've just hit record and away we go. So I think you'll love it and definitely reach out to Leslie if you are in the Gold Coast and want to try one of her classes. She's incredible. Already, without further ado, here is the one and only Leslie Burrell. Hey, Leslie, welcome to the Elevate Your Life podcast. How are you? Good, thank you. Good morning. <laughs> it's so good to have you here. Thank you so much for jumping on. It's yeah. kind of been a, like a long time coming, <laughs> I feel like, for you and I. A little backstory: Leslie and I met back in 2017 when we were we were traveling Europe and we were doing a Sail Croatia experience together on this little yacht, and it was just so fun. And I just feel like we connected so well. And from then on, I was like, I just I just feel like we need to have more conversations yeah. and share more of your story. So, thank you for coming onto the podcast and and yeah, sharing a bit more about you and your journey thus far. Of course. Thank you for having me. I've never done something like this before. I'm a little bit nervous. See how it goes. (laughs) Alrighty, let's dive in, eh? So tell me me what's your favourite quote and why. Start us off with a bit of inspiration. 
Hmm. You stumped me on this one when I read the question because I have like books and books and books that I've written down with all of my favorite little quotes I found along the time. I have photos saved all over my phone. I have them in my notes. Um, but when I was looking through my book the other day, one that really always sticks out to me is just let go. It's, um, mm. I guess, more of a mantra than a quote, but it's something that I've come back to many times when everything feels like it's getting a bit too much um, or if you don't know where your path is going or you're a little confused I feel like it's something that I've come back to um, a lot just the idea of letting go or letting go of the fear or letting go of what's meant to happen or what's going to happen and kind of just trusting in the process that even if it doesn't feel right right now it's it's building something bigger or it's going to take you in a different direction or um so yeah just trusting in the process and hoping that and having faith that it's going to be okay love that so much yes 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 <laughs> what an interesting story and so fitting for our conversation today yeah. as always I feel like and isn't it funny um I'm a sucker for a good quote or mantra as well yeah. and I have them everywhere and anywhere so it's always <laughs> it's always interesting to hear what one people really land with or what's resonating mm. with them at the time of the podcast so yeah thank you for sharing that um all righty so before we dive into today's conversation can you tell us a little bit about yourself and yeah what you do now <laughs> um well I guess when you knew me I was living overseas so I was I grew up dancing my whole life and um, training hard for that. And I guess after school, because I did normal school all the way up to grade 12, and I thought, well, you're always told that dancing was never a career or anything like that, especially at school. So I didn't really, I knew I had to go to university to do something because that was the thing that you did back then, um, back then, um, 12 years ago, I guess now, it's been a while. Um, but I stayed and did a year of full-time um, of dancing and then I was really fortunate to have met people in the industry that um, sent me an email one, one afternoon just before Christmas of 2010, I think. And a couple of weeks later, I found myself in India, my first contract. And then it kind of all just kept going from there. So um, when I met you, I was um working at the Moulin Rouge in Paris so living in Europe for a while and yeah I guess now since I guess that was my pre-life pre-2020 life and now post-2020 I um am back on the Gold Coast at home um being a Pilates and yoga teacher so that's that's me right now and yeah just living by the beach and enjoying that a little more and enjoying my time at home because I haven't had um that for a long time I guess mm, yeah yeah amazing amazing there's so much that I want to ask you about that experience <laughs> so let, let's dive into more of that in the detail of it so take us back to when you first got that email to work in India and then to go on to Moulin Rouge. How old were you at that stage and what were some of the things, the feelings that were happening for you in that at that time? Like what made you say yes? Yeah, I remember you asking me like, 
what like made you say yes or what gave you the courage to go I guess but mm. like I was um saying to you previously I don't know you kind of yeah, you kind of just don't think too much of it. I was 18 at the time when I got that. Um, oh, yes, I was 18 at the time when I got that email. And um, yeah, I don't know. I remember like a week into India, I got after I was there, I was like, when did I say yes to this? Like I was just on the plane and I was, I was there in India. So I guess maybe it's the nice... Um, I guess you have less fear when you're younger, maybe a little bit more naive. Or, but I think as well, it just comes back to that I loved dancing so much and it was a passion that I had for such a long time, like since I was three or four years old. So to be, when someone's like, hey, do you want to make a living doing doing this thing that you love, you don't really second guess it. You you just say yes and then I guess that was the time when I got to India and I was like wow I, I signed up for this <laughs> six months and um, I think it definitely definitely shaped the the person the human the adult I became because it was a huge huge eye-opener in India um, mm. so yeah I got through my first six months and I I was only, I was so excited to come home, but I was only home for a couple of weeks because um, at that stage, the lady that was uh, sort of guiding me at the time, she had a contract for me in Japan. So then I went straight to Sydney for a few weeks of rehearsals, went straight to Japan for a few months and had an absolute ball there. Um, I guess from India, it was a very big change. They definitely taught me to very different things or showed me very different things in life and um, I guess in India it was more how you can have well you, you don't really need much or how you could almost have nothing and uh, still have so much joy in your life and um, mm. so that was a nice lesson to learn at a young age and um, yeah. Japan I guess it was the kindness the cleanness the um, I don't know it was they have beautiful manners there and a beautiful presence and it was very humbling and uh it was yeah a beautiful place to also be um I came home that Christmas I got to spend some time at home so after a year of being away basically I was really ready for some home time <laughs> especially I think I was still only 19 so I kind of yeah felt like a baby I guess when I look back at it now and I was ready to have some time at home with the family. Um, again, just, I guess by that stage I had done some work. So I was able to put a few more things on my resume and kind of opened up my eyes to see that there was work overseas that I didn't realize was a thing before because unfortunately dancing isn't really a career here unless um, I guess in Melbourne there's musicals and there's a um, Australian ballet school, but there's not really that much work so you kind of soon realize that it's all overseas and you, if you if you want to live your passion then you're going to have to compromise a bit like leaving your family mm -hmm. and missing out on a lot of things so I guess um yeah that was something that comes along with it but I um ended up you know a little whirlwind of a week in um Bangkok and Beijing uh, performing over there through um um, lady that 
I had found in Germany, actually. So it was really cool. Once a couple of contracts started, it kind of just kept opening up and you meet new people. And I think that was a really special thing as well. I met a lot of English girls um, in that week in um, Belgium and a lot of them had danced at the Lido which is in Paris as well and they were all like oh my god you need to come over and audition and they were really excited for me to work over in Europe so and it had always been a thing that was chucked at me I guess as a as a younger girl because I was so tall so everybody was like you're going to be at the Moulin Rouge one day and I guess it's something that you don't really think about and or you don't think about too much because I didn't even realize or know what it really was when I was younger um and then yeah the the end of or the middle of that year after I was lived overseas I did my audition for Mulan and I got in and then spent um just over six years in Paris dancing at the Moulin Rouge um and then yeah did some other little contracts just before I left in um Germany and Belgium and different places like that I was very lucky to see a lot of beautiful places and get to dance the whole time which I never even could have dreamed of I didn't think it was possible and then I remember thinking that I had kind of done everything and I was a little bit worried <laughs> what else I would do for the rest of my life because I was <laughs> only um I guess 25 or 26 at the time um and then that's when I did a cruise ship audition actually because I was like it's the one thing I haven't done it would be really cool to do why not like take a dip in that kind of world so then I spent um a year um opening for a new ship in 2019 I think it was um that did a whole trip of the world so again another amazing experience that I got to do traveling around the world dancing on a cruise ship and opening up a brand new show for Royal Caribbean and then I got my second contract at the beginning of last year, just before um, COVID, <laughs> mm. which is a whole other story in itself. But yeah, so basically I came straight off the ship and straight home to the Gold Coast. And um, yeah, that's where I guess that kind of took a pause, um, like many people's lives. Um, yeah. And yeah. And I guess that's kind of one whole part of my life and one whole part of my life and I feel like now I'm living this totally separate even though it's the same separate part of my life um yeah at home teaching so very yeah. two different things um but yeah I was lucky enough whilst I was still um dancing and doing that as my career I was lucky enough that at the time I had also done some teacher trainings and um, found a love of yoga and Pilates and movement and wellness and I guess it was my little escape I guess from that world sometimes that you needed and um, it kind of has really helped me now because I do love teaching so it it's um, definitely been a good I don't want to say to fall back on but it's been a good um, little stepping stone for the next thing while that's not possible I guess yeah 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 wow this is so fascinating <laughs> I, I know like lots of your story but not all of the little details in between and it's really interesting to to hear <laughs> so thank you for sharing all that so I think if if we were to summarize that is it 
you know, taking that big leap at such a young age, you say sometimes you just don't even think about it. It's just what you've always wanted to do. So like, of course, you're going to say yes kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And do you think it was just a matter of like just diving in the deep end and not overthinking it too much? And just, like literally just saying yes and going for it. Yeah, I. it's funny because I feel like I'm an overthinker, like I overthink way too much. So when you ask me like, oh, what, what, what made you like just go and not worry? But I think it really um, came down to I just loved it. So like I love dancing so much. And then to think that it would never have been a possibility to have that as your career. And then all of a sudden it was like handed to you I guess it was it didn't even cross my mind to say no I remember even except for my mom and dad my mom and dad were big like yes people when those contracts came up but like the rest of my family when I was like oh yeah I'm just gonna go to India for six months at 18 years old they were like um sorry what (laughs) so I think my family were um obviously very worried about me (laughs) they spent a lot of time worrying about me overseas but yeah personally I didn't even really give it a second thought I I was just Mm. like wow I get to dance and I get to get paid for it which is insane um yeah so um, yeah so I didn't think (laughs) I just what do you think yeah, I love that. Just dive in deep. And what what do you think you attribute your your success to? Like you were saying that it was just never really a thing or a possibility for you and then it kind of landed in your lap. But I, I wonder if there's more to that as well. Um, what do you, yeah, what do you think you attribute your success to? Um, good question, Evie. I, I'm very humble, so it feels, it feels, um, hard to say but I guess hard work like I I um I danced every yeah most afternoons on Saturday mornings like I didn't um I guess as a kid I didn't really have a social life I had my dancing friends on Saturday I guess but um I trained really hard and did a lot of yeah even in grades all the way through high school and everything like that I I was dancing all of the time I was dancing till late at night um and just working really hard but then as well I guess you don't again you don't even double question it because you just love it so much so it was yeah of course I was exhausted at times and sore and bruised and battered but it was definitely um it was definitely one of my yeah I I loved I loved doing it Mm, amazing so what I hear you say is almost like like nothing else matters like when it's your passion you do it regardless and then you were just super fortunate for you to be able to get paid and have all these amazing overseas experiences (laughs) doing it but regardless like it's still your thing it's still your passion and so yeah Yeah. that was your always your driving force yeah I think yeah as well when you don't think it's a possibility and then all of a sudden you're on a contract and yeah maybe you're not going to get the most Sparkly contract first. I did live in India for six months and it was tough. And I did see a lot of very eye opening things. And I remember at the time thinking, as soon as I leave this place, I'm never coming back. <laughs> I have been back to India three times after that. So <laughs> I guess things change when you get older. But um, yeah, it definitely wasn't easy. And I guess it makes you this, makes you stronger. Anything like that makes you stronger. 
but it also was a huge um yeah eye-opener and then yeah and then I did get some beautiful contracts and I did get to live in Paris and I did get to um experience all the magic but then also yeah it's not it wasn't easy work it was it was tough it was a lot on the body and mentally and physically and um like I said before leaving home and Mm. having lots of things like lots of birthdays and um unfortunately deaths and um births of nieces and nephews and so you yeah I'm not going to say it was all sparkle and and feathers but um yeah there's lots of sacrifices but then I guess I yeah I guess thinking about it I was always driven by the passion for it I think and when I was writing yeah. notes about the podcast one of my last things was just like and if you're lucky enough to find that passion then like hold it like stick with it and if you haven't found it yet keep going because it's worth it's worth um it's worth finding yeah. yeah. Oh, beautiful. I love that inspiring message. Absolutely. <laughs> totally agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. Um, amazing. Amazing. So did your inner critic ever pop up in any of this, <laughs> this stuff? Like when you were going to these incredible places overseas, like international stages, like these renowned places, yeah. did, did that self-doubt or the, or the fear or the inner critic ever pop up for you? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny how much comes up when you when you get asked questions like that because I think even a young girl in this um decade it, it's hard enough just being a girl and growing up. So to add on yeah. that industry where it literally is all about what you look like and um yeah, honestly, I mean, I have seen many people up on that stage and most of the time it doesn't uh well a lot of the time you see good dancers, but then sometimes you can tell that it's just it's just what you look like and you get put at the front or to the side depending on what you look like. So it's it's not mm. um always the most lovely <laughs> um yeah, career I guess in that in that industry wise. But I mean it comes with it, so it you you do have to I don't know, find ways to get through that but it definitely your inner critic is is loud and it was probably for me a lot louder than it should have been for a lot longer than it should have been um I guess that mm. comes with it and you you find ways to to cope with it um but I mean yeah when Can you're when you're working six nights a week and you're basically naked or basically well you have type one but you're basically naked on stage and then all the way backstage with 40 to 60 other girls that maybe some have just left full time or they're just freshly 18 and they have a, a young girl's body instead of a developing woman's body of course there's lots of things um when you get comments from your bosses or things with costumes or anything like that I guess there's all of the really body image in a critic sort of things and then mm. um I guess as well that uh, two, yeah two things that really came up for me were body image in a critic sort of things and like um just being uh, am I good enough you continually mm. ask yourself that even though yeah even though I could go through all the all of the beautiful contracts that I was able to do and I got asked to do it you still like 
sometimes like how am I here <laughs> what am I good enough mm. to be here like why how did I get here and um yeah I very much envy people that uh don't listen to that <laughs> that kind of loud noise um but yeah I guess yeah. especially in that industry and then yeah being a girl and then that on top is just um it's huge it's difficult yeah <laughs> yeah I yeah can, I can't imagine like my inner credit was crazy for me that's you know partly why I came into coaching because I want to support people with this right yeah but it's I can't even imagine how it would have been if you're you know on stage constantly and yeah your your work is your body and how you look yeah um, yeah yeah crazy so you said that you sort of developed ways to cope and, and to move beyond that do you do you mind sharing a few key things that really supported you um definitely I think my yoga when I found yoga that definitely helped not yeah. even yoga I think just um a community outside of the um the dancing community I guess when you go overseas like all um young dancers or if you're if you're traveling most of the time you're always catching up with those people you don't you you're with them at work you're with them outside of work that it's always around so you're always in that kind of atmosphere or that what's going on with that bubble sort of thing so I think it was really really healthy for me to um, escape and find my own (laughs) natural normal little bubble as well that was yeah, I, I think I used the word escape a lot because it was um, people that didn't know what industry I was in previously and people that it didn't matter what my body looked like and we would, yeah, just have nice movement and I could go and do Pilates and yoga, which complemented my dancing so well, but also it was like a huge uh, head escape and a huge um, mm. way to to get away from yeah I don't know all of all of the extra stuff that goes on (laughs) with that Mm. atmosphere I guess in that career so I think yoga and um just finding a meditation practice really helped um and that's yeah when I found my uh yoga teacher training so I had the yoga practice but I also had the meditation I had um the idea of journaling which I had never done before but all things that really at any stage every time I get back to doing it I'm like oh my god why wasn't I doing this yes. <laughs> why have I left this yes. so long which I know you're so good at getting back to everybody journaling but yeah every time I do it again I'm like oh I should have I should have been doing this um so I think that yeah, was beautiful. a big help but yeah again just coming like I I loved I had always such a big torn hard in between of loving loving it so much and loving being on stage and making people smile and getting that smile back in the audience and like just having so much joy for my passion and then having that whole other side of it I guess backstage sort of side of it that people don't see and I think that's where I was always Mm. super torn between like I love it so much but I also see what it's doing to my head and that inner critic and that talk on the other side so like where do you draw a line or what do you do? But you kind of just keep those little tools to like help you get through it at the time, I think, because you want to keep doing it. Like I wouldn't, I didn't want to stop doing it because of them, but I guess, yeah, it was the little tools of 
your asana and your uh, meditation and your journaling. Um, but then also I think a big one is just age. Like as you get older, you yeah. realize that sometimes that, that stuff so doesn't matter. And if you could go back and tell your younger self, like, seriously, like, <laughs> give it up. Like it feels like your world is like this. It feels like the world is so tiny and you're just like freaking out inside your world. And so... Uh, so much is going on and then you realize like your world is like this tiny little blimp of a dot on like this massive surface and you're and I don't know you just the world is so much bigger than things like that and worrying about what your body looks like and wondering if you're good enough like you're there so just take it in while you're there sort of thing and but I think things like that do really um only come with age it's a it's a time thing that you have to sort of settle into or step back and realize eventually. But yeah, definitely. Yeah. Starting in the industry at 18 professionally, it was, it was rough. Mm. <laughs> it was rough for a while. Um, so yeah, yeah, you, you get through it. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that and just keeping it really real and being honest with us all that we all have an inner critic that there's always yeah. some sort of, am I worthy enough? Am I good enough? Um, should I be here? All those sorts of yeah. questions. And then the body image stuff on top of that as well. And in such a high intense environment, that must've been really, really challenging. So thank you for, yeah. for sharing it. It's really, <laughs> it, it, I love that you keep it, keep it real and, and share your humanness as well. Um, yeah. And wonderful practices. I love all of those suggestions, as you know, but <laughs> essentially what I hear you say is coming, like taking yourself out of those situations where it's drawing you back in or it's triggering those yeah. thoughts. And then- yeah cultivating these wonderful practices to come back into yourself to get out of the mind or the thoughts or the inner critic and and center back into who you truly are through yoga meditation journaling etc yeah I think it's as well once you once you notice that there like I feel like so many people or at at some point I didn't even realize there was such thing as an inner critic or thoughts in your Mm. head and just like even noticing that the there is like a huge step and then like try to um, disassociate yourself from that is a huge step. And I think one way to help yeah. you or guide you to that is definitely, um, yeah, the journaling because you can just get it all out on paper and then sometimes just even noticing that some of the things that are in the head, like you would never say that to your friends or people yes. that you love, so why are you saying it to yourself? And totally. yeah, all, all things that you yeah almost feel bad writing down and you're like wow I really needed this out of me because it's not serving anybody like it's not doing Mm. any good um Mm. yeah so I think there's definitely steps in in that of like realizing there is one and then finding ways or finding your ways to get to get rid of it but um yeah Yeah. little bits like that (laughs) absolutely and then you realize that most of the time it's not true it's just total bs or like perceived fears yeah um, or judgments yeah totally love that so then on the flip of that how do you feel like you built up the belief and the confidence within yourself to perform to keep putting yourself out there to keep going for these these big goals and dreams of yours yeah um I think it really just comes back again to that, yeah, the love of it and the age mm. thing as well. I think 
yeah, you keep gaining that confidence just because, well, you keep doing it because you want to do it and you love doing it. And um, I think for me, as, as soon as I would step onto that stage, all of the stuff that was going, like you don't have time to think while you're on stage. You don't have time to think of all those things when you're performing and like having the best time ever. Yeah. <laughs> you only hear those bits when you come off stage. So I think, um, yeah, I don't know. You just, yeah, like I said, if you're lucky enough to find something that really lights you up like that, then keep doing it. Um, yeah. I guess that's like anything. If you're feeling down, you want to do something that makes you happy. And it always just, it always just made me happy. So um, I kept, yeah, I kept doing it. I guess the confidence, um, again, I think might've just come with age a bit more when you're, I don't know. After you've been, especially at Moulin, I was, I was, um, of course, when you first get there, it's nerve wracking as hell. <laughs> you've got all these girls that have been there for for a while before you, and it's like the biggest stage and the biggest job that you could land as um, mm. a dancer, one of the. And um, yeah, it's it's nerve wracking and tough as hell. But I think once you settle into a little bit more and um, yeah, I was I was really lucky. I was um, asked to be the face of Moulin in 2014, so my head was on the back of all the little maps going around Paris, and um, I was asked to be a soloist, and I got to do photo opportunities and different galas and things like that. So I guess all those little things give you like little. Unfortunately, it's all external um, confidence, but I think as well there's stuff on the inside and that critic sort of stuff just really came with age but then also mm. finding my um out with yoga because it those yeah. once you kind of find an out of that headspace that you're stuck in you just realize how small and how much those things don't matter anymore yeah 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 Simply and so yeah. so there's lots of little key things that you said in there so one, it's like saying yes to your passion and just doing it no matter what, mm -hmm. like not doubting the passion because it makes you feel so good. Like you love it yeah. so much. Yeah. And then building self-belief and building the confidence, like doing one scary thing out of your comfort zone and then doing the next thing and then the next mm -hmm. thing. And then mm -hmm. I guess because you were so wonderful at what you do, you were giving all these wonderful opportunities. And so that helps you build the belief that you can do it and you are, yeah. you are amazing at what you do. And so I think even though it is external stuff, I think that still definitely contributes to your overall sense of confidence and belief in yourself and your abilities. Totally. Yeah. And then the flip is definitely working on dialing down the inner critic, because I think mm -hmm. so often we are naturally confident and worthy in who we are. It's just our yeah. inner critic that takes away from that. So yeah, I think totally. most of like a big chunk of the work is dialing down the inner critic or learning mm -hmm. how to manage it better yeah. so that yeah. you can let those natural belief and, and confidence shine through. Yeah. I, I used to call it my escape actually. It was my escape, <laughs> escape from that. Um, but I guess, yeah, yeah, it's just an outlet or it's a tool really just to, just to get through. Mm, mm. So yeah. good. Is there anything about uh, like further about body image comparisonitis, any of that kind of critiquing stuff from Mulan that you wanted to share more of, or shall we move on to your, your journey with yoga and Pilates? Um, yeah, I think we can move on. It's a, yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. I just, in my notes, like it was there, but yeah, you, you get, I, I managed to get through it. I, I then became <laughs> really, um, a strong believer in like checking on in all the new girls that would come to Mulan. So I was like, became like the little mama bear to make sure that everybody was feeling all right and to try not let things that would come up because I think, yeah, I just noticed that, yeah, it, it can hit you quite hard, especially when you're younger. So then when I watched all the younger girls come in after me, I just really wanted to like take care of them all and um, yeah, just make sure they were getting through it as well. And I think that is always something I'm a cancer, so I love to I love to mother and take care of and we're the mother of the zodiac. So I <laughs> always I think I feel better as well once when I'm helping people. So I guess that's what like, took me into yoga and teaching and I just wanted to do it to help people yeah. and um that kind of yeah, that kind of helped me at Moreland just looking after all the younger girls and then if I was if I was watching on them I wasn't really too caught up in it with for my own self I guess yeah yeah Yeah. absolutely how beautiful is that I love that so much and (laughs) like you as a person you just have this beautiful like warm loving energy around you (laughs) um I still remember that when we first met so totally can see that for you and yeah how beautiful love that so much so let's talk about the transition into yoga pilates you already mentioned that that was sort of your escape and you found this whole Mm -hmm. other world where you could I don't know maybe maybe I keep saying the word escape. I don't know, like you say. (laughs) Is that the right word? I'm not sure. But this other world outside of the dancing, performing world where you could just be you and come back home to yourself and your centre and, yeah, maybe get some perspective on on life maybe or or the world. So tell me more about that. How did you kind of stumble across it or get into it and how has it sort of transformed your life? Yes, it's funny because I guess before um, that whole new world of yoga and um, wellness and now it's gone down a way bigger path of now I teach Pilates and reformer and bar and uh, all, all the bits <laughs> but um, it did really start with yoga and yeah it's funny you don't well before yoga I didn't think of things like the universe and things happening because like they're pushed towards you or that's what you're asking for but I I had been living in um, Paris for probably about 18 months and I noticed that the place that I had moved to after you get through all the craziness of starting at Moulin and <laughs> all the rehearsals and you kind of settle in and find your bearings and find your groove a little bit um, I noticed there was a yoga studio in on my street in Paris and um, I started doing a couple of classes there and I just really enjoyed moving and stretching especially when we work six nights a week your body gets really tired and sore so it was nice to kind of have an outlet to move and um, I found my favorite little teacher there my little guru and after every um, in every class she'd give us an intention to set but she'd give us kind of a path and um, nine times out of ten it would really resonate with me and uh, really affect me I guess and uh, make me think lots of things I guess at that at that stage I had been living overseas and been in the industry for um a few years at that time four or five years so 
and I was still young. I was still only, um, yeah, 21, 22. So I had felt like I had the, this big, exciting, crazy life with a lot going on and a lot of emotions and a lot of growing up and things like that. But I still, um, yeah, I felt like my head was very, there was lots going on a lot of the time. So then to find this uh, yoga and where you could just chill out and just move your body and um then also to have on top of that the intentions that she'd let us set that really resonated with me I just remember thinking like wow it would be really cool to like be that person for other people that make you feel things and get things out of your head because I feel like it definitely came back to a lot of inner critic things and just noticing that the world's so much bigger than your thoughts and Mm -hmm. um not letting them overtake you and things like that so it was a big help. It was a huge tool, especially her classes and her intentions. And I just, yeah, I remember thinking it would be really cool to be able to like have, to be able to give that to other people because, um, yeah, I was like, I just want to share this and I want to come up with those really cool intentions set and open up people's and plant that seed and um, open up people's minds and plant that seed. So, mm. um, yeah, then one, don't ask me why, but I checked my my junk emails on my email and I had noticed, I had never done that before, but I had noticed that the studio had been sending me our monthly emails oh. and the one that I magically opened was this one to do a teacher training. Um, <laughs> don't ask me why. <laughs> don't ask me why no, I checked them. No such don't ask thing me why that coincidences. I know, right? Um and it was starting in a couple of weeks and I just had enough time to be able to sign up for it I think I had just made it it was like closing like in the next couple of days like the sign up period for it it was it was crazy how it came up um and then uh even more crazy a couple of days later my brother passed away um unexpectedly and I uh yeah I was guessing thrown upside down and um Mm. went home quickly came went back to Paris didn't really know uh what to do or how to feel or how to keep going um yeah I guess it's as you would know it's a lot all all the feels especially when you're yeah by yourself um but I did know my teacher training was starting in a week or so after that and um, without getting too woohoo or anything like that, I don't, yeah, I don't know what I would have done without that um, teacher training because that then went on for nine months, I think, and it really, really, like, got me through. And yeah. it was, yeah, it was a huge, it was what I needed at the time, which so I'm very happy I checked. <laughs> my junk emails and um, I'm really happy I signed up to do it and it was yeah exactly what I needed at the Mm -hmm. time so that's how I I found it and yeah that's how I uh, got through I don't know Mm -hmm. how I um yeah I don't know what that year would what have would have come out of that if I didn't have that I don't know yeah I think I, I know I would have been okay. I'm, I, as a dancer, you're very resilient and um, you just get through it. But I think it helped me 
it healed me in a way that I wouldn't uh, of otherwise, I think. Yeah. How beautiful yeah. that the universe mm-hmm. just aligned this beautiful support system, yeah. practice, et cetera, for you to move through that really challenging time and, and then yeah. to give that back to other people as well. So beautiful. Yeah. That's what I really wanted that. to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing, amazing. And so now yoga, Pilates, bar classes is what you do. Yeah, I um, I finished my teacher training and I, I started teaching straight away in Paris, actually. Um, and then I was just like really hungry for, I just nerded out big time. I just wanted to learn more and more and more. So I remember... <laughs> It's funny what you study, you get really into. So at the time, I was like, yoga's my life. I'm not doing anything else. And then I found um, a Pilates teacher training because I wanted to keep learning. And that was like, I don't know, another way to move the body that I really enjoyed. And it was a bit more strengthening, which is what I needed at the time for different injuries that I had on my body. So I got into that. And then I wasn't a huge fan of it at the beginning. And then all of a sudden, I was obsessed with Pilates. So then I did that and then I was teaching the both in Paris, um, uh, which I really enjoyed. Got to teach in a little bit of French, but yeah, it was just nice to make a whole other community outside of uh, Moulin. And I, yeah, that's when I really sunk into like my life in Paris and I felt like I had a life there and I wasn't just like living in an apartment in Paris so that I could work at the Moulin Rouge. I was like living in Paris and I happened to be working at the Moulin Rouge and being able to teach through the day and really um yeah have a community there and a family there in a way I just yeah I really felt Mm. like I did my growing up years in Paris and it it became like my home and um yeah it shaped me a lot and it's but a big way of that was definitely the yoga and the teachings and um yeah being I think being able to offer that to other people Mm. so then yeah from then I've just kept doing all different trainings I spent the last six years doing multiple trainings and now um it sounds it sounds a bit silly to say but I can teach everything (laughs) so uh, yeah I kind of am I'm teaching um yoga and pilates and bar and I've just finished my reformer um certificate so now I'm teaching reformer pilates and I also get to teach prenatal and mums and bubs so I get to see little babies and then yeah, really special prenatal yoga is really nice. Just holding that space for big, big-bellied mamas that are just wanting to connect with their babies. And that's really, yeah, really beautiful thing. And um, I'm really happy that I took the time to keep learning and keep um, doing those trainings whilst I was still dancing because it really um, helped me find my feet a lot, <laughs> a lot easier after the whole COVID situation. Yes, it's <laughs> yes, the C word. Oh, yes. that's so it's so beautiful to hear you say that. I'm just like have all the warm fuzzies, and um, <laughs> it's just been so beautiful because obviously we, I've known you for the last few years, but never really lived in the same place. But when we went to Paris after the boat in Croatia, we we saw you dance on Moulin, which was incredible. Mm-hmm. Holy moly, you were so good. And then <laughs> I went to one of your yoga classes. Do you remember that? It was just so special to oh, to um yes. to really like be immersed in your world and in your life. And it's really beautiful that you're now have expanded that and and keep giving in a really beautiful way. So 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 special. Thank you. 
I totally forgot about that. You totally came. Yeah. (laughs) And I remember remember feeling so sore the next day (laughs) because (laughs) I'm like such a huge exercise person, but when you're traveling Europe, you you don't do your normal stuff. And so like going to an actual class was like full on, but I loved it. It was really special. Um, Yeah, so many special memories. That was a really cool time. Already, let's shift gears slightly. I've got some some a few more questions actually this first one would probably sort of answered but what would be one or two things that have been a total game changer for you in terms of a practice or a ritual or something that's just been really supportive for you on on your journey um yeah so what we covered before definitely the journaling um every time I come back to it like I said to you I'm like I should have been doing this before but I have made a a commitment to myself I just turned 29 so I decided well not decided I was like I just really need to get back to this and I need to like not force myself to do it because as soon as you there's that tapas that determination that heat that you have to get through and then it just becomes a, a good habit to keep but yeah I made a promise that I'm going to try and do journaling or meditation or something mindful like a class I guess every day until, until I turn 30. So I'm, I'm a few weeks in, I'm going strong, something every day. But yeah, I've definitely started journaling again. So journaling would be my um, big one. But honestly, I don't do enough. But when I do do it, I feel I feel really good for it. Um, but other than that, I just, um, I wrote moving, like classes, like I always feel good or just going mm. for a walk. or And another big one, actually, when I lived, um on the ship for the year was uh fresh air I made sure every day I got outside and got some fresh air and some sunlight and um just had a second (laughs) yes and yeah I think they're three really important things that definitely helped love it amazing amazing easy things that anybody can do yeah, totally. And it, then it's it's always easy not to do them as well, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I love that, that commitment that you've done to yourself. And um, actually, when I was trying to get into meditation more consistently um, a little while back now, I just made the commitment to myself that I would do it every single day, no matter what. But I never set any other mm-hmm. parameters around it. Because like you say, when mm-hmm. you do do that, then it's like, or sometimes you, it's easy not to do it. Or it's like, oh, if I don't have yeah. a 20 minute time slot to do my my morning routine then it's it's all lost and it's doomed and I'm just not going to do it at all (laughs) so just committing to it some something or some form of it every day is is beautiful yeah Yeah, I love that um next question what does inner confidence Hmm. mean to you uh I think like we were saying before it's definitely something that comes with time um I think the biggest thing for me when I was thinking about this question was just it did take me a long time, but I'm well, a long time. I guess I changed a f- changed that idea over a few years ago, but it was um, not caring what other people thought because for the longest time I was so concerned about what other people thought. I guess in that industry as well, that's like one of the biggest things because it does depend on what everybody else thinks of you, to, whether you get a job or not, and things like that. But I, um, yeah, I guess once I started to take a step back from that and found other things and noticed other other things, um, 
it was mainly just I guess that was would be what I would say is in a in a confidence it would be just not really caring what other people thought of you because what like it it doesn't even matter yes 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 so simple hey and yet we make it such a thing um I know we've talked a lot about inner critic already so far which has been so good Mm -hmm. but what would one thing what was one thing that your inner critic always used to say to you that you can now just see as total bs what would be the common Mm -hmm. thing that it kept coming back to or that the story or narrative it would keep telling you um I think for me mine was definitely I'm not good enough Mm. I remember that one would come up a lot a lot and then I'd literally have this conversation in my head like but you're you've done you've you're working like you've you've had a career and this for so long like how can you not be good enough but then it would just keep playing its own little recording and then yeah and then you (laughs) you notice you're having this conversation in your head that is like just going on and on and on and you're just like yeah but I'm here but it's like no you're not good enough and it just gets um going for a while but yeah I guess that would be the one thing that did keep popping up for me quite a bit yeah so common so so common Mm. and I love I like the way that you say that it's like a recording that's so interesting and actually a client told me once that it was like this conveyor belt of these constant negative thoughts. And there was often some themes yeah. or like similar things that would say to say to them. Yeah. And um, so it's interesting that you liken it to, to that as well in some ways. It's, it's so, it's so interesting and you're so right. Um, yeah. It's just Have a pre, pre-probing's thoughts around, around something that aren't yeah. true. Have you read the book, um, The Untethered Soul? It is. Do you know what? Someone gave it to me on. Uh, someone gave Read it to me, it. and it wasn't the right time for me at that point. But uh-huh. yes, it is definitely on my list. But it, it's, with any kind of personal development book, I always go with my intuition. So I'm like, does it yeah. feel like yeah. I need it right now or not? Yeah. So I'm like, you'll know, so you'll know when you need it. Yeah, yeah, I'm so keen to read it, and I've heard amazing things about it. But I I've haven't read it three times it. now. Oh, amazing! Okay. <laughs> I'm not very good at reading. Like I haven't read a lot. <clears throat> I'm not a reader per se, but that book, I'm like, oh yeah, I need it again. Like, <laughs> you know, you know, when you get to that time and you're like, yeah, it's time for that book again. Oh, so it's, good. It's a good one, but mainly about, yeah, not mainly, but a lot to do with uh, thoughts for sure. Mm, mm. So good. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. Next question. What would you, what advice would you tell your younger self? Um... I guess um, one would be, yeah, not to care what people think, like like what we said before, it took a bit of time. Um, but I think one that I needed, I would have needed a, a little bit more often or like even really like forced to believe in that um, just to have a little bit more faith in the universe, like know mm. that it's going to be okay. and um you'll get through it I guess yeah yeah nice yeah beautiful words it's an easy one but uh sometimes something that you often forget or don't realize I guess yeah and something to practice I think yeah Yeah. definitely so good and lucky (laughs) last if there was one thing one message or one piece of wisdom that you'd like to impart with the world and the lives that you've touched, what would it be? 
I think it yeah it's what what I popped in before about finding your passion and mm. if you uh, if you're lucky enough to find it like really hold on to it and um yeah it's, and don't take it for granted for sure because I feel like so many people go through life without finding something that lights them up or sparks them up and that's not um coming from someone else I think and if you can find that within yourself and hold on to it and then also if you haven't haven't found it yet just keep keep searching for it I always say how lucky I was to find something like that and then also get to do it as my career I think that's crazy (laughs) and I feel it's one thing that I say quite often that it's it's super cool but um yeah if you haven't found it yet just keep keep looking or go after it because it's so it's so worth um I guess the journey to find that but to find something that like lights you up or sparks that light inside of you or it makes you yeah that's not coming from someone else as well because I think a lot of people could think oh you you can find that within someone but I think Mm -hmm. it's more the the idea of um finding something yeah for yourself and um that and it can be something so simple as well it doesn't need to be yeah anything too crazy but finding finding your passion and keeping it and uh not taking it for granted and um yeah I don't think anything can take the place of something that like really makes you makes you happy yes yeah I agree I agree (laughs) your soul's calling totally yeah Um, yeah and you keep saying that it's crazy that you and you were so lucky to have found your passion and then to to do that as your career and your job Mm -hmm. but I don't think it is. I don't think it is so crazy. I mean, it's maybe it's not like mainstream or like the common thing, unfortunately, for some people, or it takes us some time mm. to find out what that is and then be really brave to go pursue it. But I think mm. I, I really don't believe in coincidences. And I think that there's, <laughs> as I mentioned in that question earlier about your success, I think there's there's so many things that enabled you and led you to that that path and and that you could create a career and get paid to do what you love and I think Mm. that's absolutely possible for other people I don't think things just get like landed on our plates or like given to us on a silver platter like even though sometimes it can seem that way from an outsider's point of view like you would have said that you spent your entire childhood and teenage years practicing and working really hard towards this it's like it wasn't just something that you naturally just randomly did once and then (laughs) they were like oh you're amazing I want to do that and I think it's just nice to like actually talk about the realities of that um yeah and and same with me and my coaching work like people like oh that's amazing that you can like you're doing what you love now and you're getting paid to do it and things like that but that's not a coincidence either and that if you want that for yourself no matter what your passion or purpose is or what that special thing is that really lights you up you can a hundred percent create a living from it if you want it to be or it could be something that adds to your life maybe it's not your source of income but you do it regularly and yeah yeah, it's it's not like a it's not a coincidence and it's not like a just for the the lucky few it can totally (laughs) be for everyone yeah and yeah exactly and why not choose that if you can or work for that if you can because yeah there's nothing that can really take that place of that as well and it's Yeah. yeah 
Yeah. It's a really special feeling. That's so cool. Thank you for sharing your story. It's so, so inspiring, Leslie. Like, honestly, I love this so much. And so much wisdom that's weaved throughout all of all of your answers and story today. So thank you so much for sharing. Is there anything? Oh, total pleasure. Is there Mm -hmm. anything that you wanted to add that we didn't cover today or any other thoughts that you had? Um, no, I probably listened back to it and be like, oh, I should have said that. (laughs) But right now, no, I think that's No, it's been perfect. This is perfect. Thank you so much. Hey, tell us where the listeners can find you. If they want to come to a class with you, if they live on the Gold Coast, tell us where they can find you online. So my Instagram is just my name. So at Leslie Burrell, which maybe you can pop in the notes because it's very unusual spelling. (laughs) Yes, we'll link it for sure. um, yeah, I just work on, I teach uh, throughout the Gold Coast, like I said, all, all types of different um, exercise, depending what what you're into, um, whether you're pregnant or you're not pregnant, whether, whether, yeah, at the moment I'm teaching girls that are eight to the to older men that are 81 that need a, a little bit of rehab. So it's, it's oh, a so huge cool. spectrum of things. But yeah, from, you can see on my Instagram, the all the different studios, but yeah, basically from Jugan to to Southport at the moment so I'm pretty much down a big 45 minutes span of the um, Gold Coast so you'll be able to find me somewhere amazing definitely go check Leslie out in her classes she's incredible and I'm sure yeah it would just be so magical I wish I lived closer to you so we could oh, connect more in person but never mind it's coming one day <laughs> thank you so much for your time thank you for sharing your story and your wisdom it's honestly been such a delicious and juicy inspiring conversation (laughs) thank you so much for having me thanks leslie bye bye wasn't that epic For all of the details and things we talked about in today's show, you can check them out in the show notes and that's over at evelynkelly.co.nz forward slash podcast. And if you can think of anyone who would really benefit from this episode, then please share it with them. And while you're there, I would be so grateful if you could leave me a five-star review in iTunes so that we can get this podcast out to even more humans and create a ripple effect throughout the world.